Yes, welcome back to Pilgrim Podcast. Joining me today is Mark and Liam from the Wednesday Till I Die Podcast. Liam, thanks for joining us. No worries, mate. Are we doing all right? Yeah, yeah, we're all good. We're all good. Full transparency. This is mid-international break, so, you know, you're going a bit stir-crazy. Um, I've kind of taught myself in and out of the fact that we're getting relegated about 10 times, but... um. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, all, I'm all good. Need the football to start again. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I've been doing a bit of research on uh, Wednesday's new manager. So Yeah. Yeah. Interesting to talk about him tonight and find out more about Sheffield Wednesday's recent woes and expectations for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, in preparation for this pod, I didn't, I didn't know where to start, Liam, because you've had probably the most crazy seven months a football fan can have right oh mate it's been it's been wild to be honest with you it's been it's been brilliant up until recently but yeah <laughs> yeah it kind of turned uh turned a bit sour of recent but yeah it, you know the end of i mean even the last two that since we've been in league one obviously the first season we started well then dropped off and then had a little late push for autos and then got playoffs, didn't do it, and then the expectation levels rose and then we were flying and then dropped off. <laughs> when did you when did you drop off again? Was it like March that you that thing Do you know what did it? I can't think when when was it now? I can tell you Liam. I was Forest Green was the one that where everyone was like Oh no. Um when the clocks went forward, whatever that was. <laughs> Green, Duncan Ferguson. I also remember listening to a game with Wednesday um, against Cheltenham. I think you drew that one. Um, you were two two all, yeah. I think you drew 2-2. Two, two. So those were important games. Yeah, I think it's funny because everyone looks at Forest Green. Don't get me wrong, it was an awful performance. And it was funny because I remember the clocks going forward because I, I was working. I worked the week, the week in the pub and I was working in the pub. It was a one o'clock kickoff. I forgot the clocks were going forward, so I had about two hours sleep. Jumped in the car with the lads, went down, enjoying the just just the whole day. So obviously it's a strange old ground and what have you. Um, and then, yeah, that happened. But I think the, the for me the turning point was more Ipswich away. Um, I can't remember if that was the week before, or a couple of weeks before Ipswich away. We were two 0 up, and they came back to two all. And we were two 0 up. Michael Smith was through one on one. He had to take it round the keeper and he cocked it up. And then they came back to draw two all. And from that point, it just went on their run, that upwards, and we went on, we went the opposite I was going to say, because wasn't so that... Because Forrest that, Green was the... Ipswich, go on, sorry, got, Ipswich are at the end of their bad run. <laughs> I can't keep up. That's when, when you played at town at Portman Road. It was at Portman Road, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, that was, it, that was Ips, that was Ips coming out of yeah. their bad sticky patch. And we went into ours. Mm-mm. So it was like, everyone talks about Forest Green, and don't get me wrong, that was awful. But it was that point. So if we'd gone 3-0 up, we'd have won that game. And then you got, we coming back. And then you got Darren Moore saying, you know, he, you felt, and I felt sorry for him. What, what did the guy ask him, the presser, like, would you take promotion now? And he said, no, you know, I want, the, I want to come first. Or oh, he said, would you take, yeah, would you take promotion over winning the league or something? Yeah, yeah. And he said, no, he wants to win the league and whatever. But then obviously we also got, 
we got injuries to Baez and Windass, who were two key players, and yeah. you know people say, "Oh, from that position, you should walk it." Um, but you take two key players out of any team, and it's yeah, you know, it's going to be as good as it. I mean, just to wrap it off, you then had the most amazing three games ever in in your life. Surely that Peterborough doubleheader and then Wembley. I mean, we went to we went to both. I went to away at Peterborough. And I, we walked oh out of the ground. And like, what the hell has gone on here? Like, no, no. Hey, normally on the away days, if it's not been great, there's an hour in the car where it's like a bit, you know, quiet and whatever. And then you get into it. But that it was just like, what do you even say? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then obviously, then yeah. we came back to our place, and it was the best, the best game I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, that was maybe not the best game. Maybe not the best game of football in itself. Yeah, in terms of the football itself, but just the whole, you know, there's so many that. I mean, there are a few that didn't go. Uh, my daddy was like, he has my niece on there on a, on a Thursday. What was it? A Thursday? I think it was. It must have been a Thursday. And he was like, oh, I don't know if bothered. I'm knackered. All this that long ago. Mm. You've got to go just in case. I was like, you've got to go. Yeah, and it was mad. Cause we're in the pub before, and it was so for a playoff game. You were just so like, not nervous, fine, you know, what if, this, that, you know, and then and then you get, you go into the ground, you're like, if we forget when the first 10, you never know if you get one the first 10, yeah. obviously. You, you were 4-0 down, right? After the first mm. leg? 4-0, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they yeah. were 4-0, obviously, in regular time, then they scored first in extra time. We got another one back. <laughs> oh, no, I, that must just be amazing. I remember watching it just next door on the lounge here on German TV. Um, little sign of things to come. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just the most amazing, amazing game. And then you had Wembley, albeit not, well, I mean, the finish was incredibly dramatic, but you know, just one nil, but that must've been a day out in itself. Hey, I wasn't there. You I had a nightmare. I had an absolute nightmare. So, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I literally, I, I booked a. I booked to go to Croatia, and I met a friend from Australia. Oh no! With his, and his missus out there, um, and basically, I'd looked, and I think it was bar COVID year, the last seven playoff finals for League One with a Sunday. So mm-hmm. I just thought, right, book it Monday morning. If I need to go to Wembley, I'll go and come back on the day. Whatever, it'll be fine. And then booked it. A few weeks later, they announced we're changing it to the Monday. And I was like, ah, it'll be fine. We don't need it. We're flying. <laughs> and then obviously it ended up happening. Um, but the funny thing was back in 2012, when we came up from League One over Sheffield United, Jack, my Aussie mate, he was at Hillsborough with me that day. So I was like, I can't change it. Mm. I've got to go and watch it with him in Croatia. Yeah. <laughs> because we'll win. <laughs> so... So it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Obviously, I, I missed the day, but I wouldn't have changed it, to be honest with you. I, ended up changing, I changed my flight, so I got into Croatia earlier, so I could definitely right. be there to watch it. And it was I was rushing around to find somewhere. And so Did you find somewhere? It was at a pub? Well, it, that had a bit of a story to it as well. <laughs> I booked about, about three places. One of them had closed down. <laughs> the other one didn't open until five, and it was a four o'clock kickoff. Uh-huh. And then... The other one, I'm sat there and I'm, he's got sports, man. Have you got, you got Sky? Have you got Sky? No, I've only got local. 
is it on the local whatever? No. So I'm sat there. I've got a stream on my phone. Yeah. So I'm sat there with my headphones in because the Aussies weren't arriving until half time pretty much. Right. So I'm sat there and there's a bloke on his laptop, which I didn't realise at the time was the manager. He's gone to the toilet, come back, seen me watching it on my phone and he's gone and says, oh, what game is it? And I told him and he went and took the dodgy. <laughs> Did he? The dodgy connection, the dodgy boxing and got it on from there. Nice. So by the end, we were, I've got everyone supporting Wednesday. So. <laughs> Wow. It's interesting you mentioned about the final. I thought I was going nuts. I thought that had been changed. Because, you know, getting a bit paranoid towards the end of the season and you start looking at playoff dates and, you know, living abroad, you've got to pre-plan a bit. And I remember looking at that Wembley final and thinking, that's definitely changed. So I'm glad it's not just... Yeah. No, I was fuming, to be honest with you, but there we go. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we'll move it on from Wembley. we'll. We'll move it on from Wembley. We had an awful time there last season in the Pizza Cup final. Lost 4-0. But, um... We've 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 spent too, too many hours on this pod on that game, so we'll um we'll move on. Um, the summer, I don't really know where to start or end with it. It's been such a it was in such a whirlwind. Um, could you give us a kind of a sixty second overview of what was you know two managers, the Twitter gate with the chairman, all those statements? It's just been mad. Yeah, it was it, it was mad really. I, um... God, it, it was mad. It was just unexpected because, obviously, I think he'd, he'd offered contracts and released players. Uh, the next thing you know, there's a statement saying he'd gone. No. Um, and then, obviously, the chairman, there was a you know mutual, whatever. The chairman still did a fans forum like, the day afterwards and said, I'm not going to say anything. It was just, we didn't see eye to eye on whatever. Uh, and then, next thing you know, the chairman then come out <laughs> with some statement because everyone's kicked off and he's going about what his demands were and this and that. Um, and then more went on telly and just said it wasn't about the money. And then the chairman's come out with another statement. <laughs> then ending, kind of publicising what he supposedly asked for. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it was just, it's weird. It was weird. And then I think the majority, I'd say more hadn't won everyone over, but he'd won the majority over. Um, right. In terms of, there were questions on his tactical, the tactical side of it, um, mm. which fair enough, you know, fine. But I think he he was learning as he was going. He's still quite young in his managerial career, really. Um, so the majority of the fan base were just shocked and a bit upset, to be honest. And so, what have you and so then. the fans were very much team team more, even after he's gone. Yeah, majority. I'd, I'd say majority. It, it was weird. He was marmite. It seemed it, right. people were either very much more out at certain points no. and still not convinced by him or like me you know to be completely honest with you since knowing what managers have to do in football he's my favourite Wednesday manager ever really to be honest with you you know I'm 31 so you know from understanding what what goes into it he, he's definitely my favourite manager right he seemed to have the soft skills down to a fine art that's what you know I've heard people say you know tactically maybe not the best and other stuff, but in terms of his, his, you see him speaking and interacting with fans, and of course, you always get those clips which go viral. But he seemed really, really, genuine. yeah. I mean, the bloke came in in the COVID season when we just right. got done for financial fair play, we'd not been paying players. You know, he had two overhauls of the squad. I think both his summers, I think 14, 15 players left in each. Right. Uh, we're under a transfer embargo, so he couldn't. 
freeze on loans and fair enough, we pay good wages, but you get the quality that you can get on freeze and loans. If you mm. can't spend a fee, you're not going to get the mm. top quality. And I just think it took the club from such a, a bad place in terms of, you know, there were people questioning when we went down that season after the points deduction if there was still going to be a club, you know, whether we were, you know, we're insolvent or whether it was going to go. Well, not bad. Or, do you know what I mean? And he t- took it from that to where it is now and the fans loving it and whatever else. So, yeah. Really, really, you know, I think everything else that he brought, other than, you know, you could question his tactics maybe, which I thought were getting better, but I think everything else that he brought over, you know, well overpowered that, if that makes sense. Right. The fault. And then, the, and then uh, I won't repeat what was said on your podcast about your old manager, um, <laughs> but I'm guessing, I'm reading between the lines here, he wasn't a popular appointment. Or, or did, was, there, um, was there a moment where you were, you know, you're giving them a chance? I think, I think it took that long to appoint a new manager that it was kind of, thank God we've got somebody. Uh, you know, you, you kind of cling on to the. Whenever you get someone and you try and find the positive, don't you? It was like obviously took Watford up, but with a ludicrous squad in in yeah. COVID when there was no fans there and all this mm. that and the other. So I think it was. Um, it was a bit of a, you know, un, not particularly exciting, but you try and find the positives from it. Um, again, not someone you knew a lot about. He's not, other than Watford, he's not really managed anyone of any decent standard um, and what have you. So, yeah, it was a bit of a meh <laughs> right. appointment. Right. So what, what happened then for it to go from meh to kind of, well, what you were saying on your last pod, you know, you guys sound like you couldn't stand the bloke really he was just i mean under the circumstances that he came in i mean he came in and in the you know the unveiling press conference or the introductory press conference chance here he started going on about darren moore and mm. calling carlton palmer out called him Leighton palmer but calling carlton palmer out for oh, things no. he said on twitter and right. okay. i mean poor cisco sat there looked like he was being held hostage i think what have i got him to do a bit but then it was just everything. He was, you know, after a few games, they were asking questions and he was getting really shirty with the, the press and just didn't conduct himself particularly well. And he seems to have froze a couple of players out and it just it just didn't go very well. And there was no, there was no, from I'm one of them really in pre-season where it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't really watch any of our pre-season. Um, mm. You know, I'm a, I'm a cricket man, so I spent my time when I could it, <laughs> trying to play and watching a bit of cricket right. and what have you. So, but my, uh, James, who we do do the podcast with, he was like, "This is worrying." I'm going, "It's pre-season, it's fine, it doesn't mean anything." He's going, "Yeah, but there's no, there's no improvement from the start to the end of it." Uh, mm. And there was just never any. We had a couple of good games, you know. There's a Cardiff game where really before the last ten minutes, we maybe could have won that. Ended up losing two one. The Leeds game nil nil, but. There was no throughout the whole thing. There was no 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 improvement. No green right. shoes. And, no and games. So I said eleven. It was actually ten. Right? You had he had ten. Yeah, and we had a, we had temporary manager for the last one. So Matt, Mark, have we okay. have we at Argyle ever had a manager last that long? Kind of Frankie De Boer kind of seven game stint. Have we had something like that? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. 
What, a permanent manager, you mean? Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, caretakers don't really count. I can't think of anything. I think we've been fairly lucky, I guess. Well, it depends how you look at it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't think of anything like that. It's, um, yeah, mad. There were two managers cool. that should have been sawn off a, a, a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's what I was kind of alluding to. Yeah. Right, so... So talking now, about Dar- Darren Moore, though, Archie. Um, yeah, go for I mean, it. He started his career at Torquay, so I've always had a soft spot for him, you know. And, but going back to the playoff, there was talk that he would be fired in the middle of that. Yeah, he could have easily been fired by. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that would have been ridiculous, personally. Like in the middle of it, what's the, what's the point? And then he's done what he did, and. You know, there's questions. There's massive questions by the fans that weren't like, "Oh, can he? Can he motivate the players? He's too nice. This, that, and the other." And they turn around a four-goal deficit. And yeah, that was an amazing, amazing feat of managership. Really, give him credit for that. And uh, and it's good. mad because really, I think that the reason, the main thing, he asked for supposedly asked for four times his salary, which was an average Championship wage. It turns out because the LNA release. You know, the Managers Association release, not exactly what he was on, but they said if he'd have got his request, he'd have been on an average championship wage. I think the he'd been on a year rolling contract, from what I understand. So I think the length, he asked for three years, and I imagine all his staff as well. Um, and I think it was the length of contract that was the issue. Um, and then we've hired Cisco, which I imagine was on a year rolling because there were certain managers thrown about that then got dismissed and didn't. Obviously, coming to the the final talking for the manager's role, and then it, I think it, from what I can read, we've now given the new manager three years. You know what everyone else seems to do. So, <laughs> right. Speaking of your is. speaking of your new man, Mark. For those those of us who um don't know him, could you give us a wee crash course in the new Sheffield Wednesday manager? Well, he's thirty four. Um, certain parallels parallels for me with uh, Stephen Schumacher. Yeah, he's coming. Coming into this job as a coach, this would be his first full-time job as a manager. Highly rated coach. Um, he ended his career as a 20-year-old. 20, 20 he had an ACL injury and had to give up his playing career, and then he started doing all his uh, coaching. Went through the ranks with Leipzig. Um, ended up assistant coach to Hasenhutl. At Leipzig, followed Ralph to Southampton, helped keep them in the in the Premier League. Why do people always say the Premiership? Premier League. Um highly thought of. Um Bayern Munich, he went there with Nico Kovac and ended up when Kovac was fired, he was uh, one of the co assistants to Hansi Flick. And Hansi Flick obviously won the treble, Champions League, in the in the COVID season, and yeah, it's it's a great CV when you look at it for someone so young. Um, not bad. I'm not starting to. Wor- I'm not starting to worry yet, though. <clears throat> <laughs> Ahead of Wednesday, um, it's um, you know he he's bound. He seems to be one of these new. You know, very much data analytical type 
trainers, coaches. Um, he speaks good English. I know that. I spoke. Um, I know the the guy Jonathan Hardin, who's done a. He, he spoke to him recently. Um, John's been doing the rounds on a lot of um, Sheffield podcasts as well. Um, this is a massive challenge for Danny Raw. <laughs> you know, he's got to hit the ground running. Players have got to buy into his principles, and he's got to do this all on his own. In Germany, you always have a director of football to, you know, it's be interesting to see what happens in, in January, how that happens, because Wednesday are in the, in the car at the moment. They will need new players. How is he going to go, go about that? That's going to be the key here. No doubt he's a tremendous coach, but he's going to need help. Does he have that help, uh, Liam, at, at Wednesday? Well, our COO has just left the club to go to Shrewsbury today. So has he? We don't have a director of football. Okay. Yeah, Liam Dooley. He's been, I don't know how long he's been there, but yeah, we don't have a director of football or anything. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think whether it's funny because with the chairman's been here eight years and obviously we had the playoff final against Hull to get to the Prem and it didn't work and he threw money at it, at it didn't have a plan B, we got a points deduction, etc. etc. I was saying to the lads, it's the last chance for the chairman maybe to do it properly and have a long-term plan, not a no plan. <laughs> In short, I could go on about that forever, but he doesn't have a, he's not had a plan. He's just haphazardly tried to go through it all landed on a really good football man in Darren Moore and then decided to get rid of him for whatever reason. So hopefully we'll see a few bits and bobs happening from this, but I, I, I'm not too confident that he will get the, the backing that he needs. And to be honest with you, like you've kind of said, it, it's a really exciting appointment. But if he doesn't get the backing and the setup and the support that he needs, it could be a wasted appointment, in my opinion. Didn't he say... That- couple of weeks ago he's not going to put any more money into the club but surely he's just fired Cisco Munoz he's going to pay him have to pay him off for a start um because managers like to be paid off when they're fired it's a perk of the job and you know Danny Rule's not going to come here to work for free so he's just yeah it's, he, he spies dummy out in short he doesn't he, he doesn't take criticism very well um in the last you know, from from the start of the season, pretty much the the fans have been chanting for the chairman to sell, um, along with obviously the manager to go. Um, he's been carnage the last the last few games of his tenure. It had been very, very because the, the caretaker manager took charge against Huddersfield, where obviously Darren Moore's gone. He fired him just before that game. It had been very interesting if he was still in post, because I have a feeling the majority of the ground would have been singing Darren Moore's Barmy Army. And really? in, in wanting wanting him to leave, I don't know that that would be that would have been my uh, my hunch. But yeah, it's it, it's really to be honest, like I said, it's really exciting this new manager. But if he doesn't get the support, it might be a, a wasted one. Like I say, unless it is, you know, they do build and support him, and it's a longer longer term plan. Um, we've got to stick with him, in my opinion, no matter what happens, unless it is diabolical. Um, yeah. You know, we've got to stick with him for me because I think it could be a a good one in the long run. You guys were on your pod. You were over the moon with him, right? I mean, the way he came across, yeah, in yeah, press conference and that. Oh, brilliant! What he, what he's been saying, you know, um, 
kind of like you said, Mark, he, he kind of alluded to the point that he's got his philosophy, he knows what that is, but he also said, you know, we're not going to go and it's not just going to happen. Uh, he's got to assess what we've got um, and understand that the, the players that we have might not be able to do that straight away. And, um, you know, he's not going to say you've got to play in this way, which is kind of what Cisco. It looked like basically what Cisco was doing was uh, what 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 came across was that you do it my way, and if you don't, you're out, and you're not playing for me again until you right. you follow what I've told you. You know, and he, he said, you know, I'm not going to tell them they've got to play a certain way. We've got to take advantage of what they can do. Um, he's just been saying some really good stuff, and the way he's come across has been brilliant. Um, Is there are there any rumors? Really, are there any rumors of someone else? You know, a director of football, new CEO coming in. As part of this new management, yeah, it's no. It, it's like I say that it's literally happened today that they've seen right. OOS left today. So Madness. it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, yeah. Because as it stands, it's the chairman, the manager, and whoever he's you know we've announced. Um, oh, I've forgotten his name. It's not his assistant. He's announced someone who was a uh, was it the scout at Mike from Man United. There were two. There were two chats with him. Someone who'd been a scout at Man United and somebody from Leipzig. Um, right. They went to watch the under twenty ones game on Friday because mm. it was Wednesday versus United under twenty ones. So he right. went straight there with two of his team. One of them's been announced today. Um, his development. I can't remember. Sorry. Have, have, <laughs> no worries. No worries. I didn't know. I didn't know yet that your CEO had gone. Breaking news on the pod. That is. Yeah, so, Madness. So yeah, it'll be good, mate. I, I'm buzzing, yeah. like I say, that yeah. it, it is a really good, and I've loved it from the start of the season. It'd have been really good, but like you say, he's coming to a very tricky spot, and like you say, he's got to hit the ground running. Um, but hopefully, you know, the the players, should, you know, with what he's done, should respect him. He's young, but he's got a lot under his belt, hasn't he? A lot of experience, and you know, like you say, your gaffer hadn't been a you know, McKenna hadn't been a, a, a manager and um, that took him some time but they eventually got there. You know, they're going to respect, they should respect him and the players should come out and play for their spot. You know, that's mm. that, that's always the, the thing with a new manager, isn't it? You're playing for your spot, you're playing to prove what you can do and that I'm going to be in your starting 11. Well, so I'm hoping that's what we see in the next few games. Yeah, you mentioned him, Kieran McKenna, Ipswich Town. I mean, you know, last, I'm so used to kind of us three being neck and neck. And now, what they the twenty five points ahead of you, and got, I don't know, or eighteen ahead of us, or so, a bit, bit less. And um, I can't quite work it out because obviously we were so close last season, and for after eleven games to have this gap is madness to me. I I think their squad is a lot better, or was yeah. a lot better, yeah, in terms of in terms of talent and. Mm. Players than than both of us. To be completely honest with you, mm-hmm. um, maybe not in you know League One's a different beast. We kind of more built a team. You know, we played good football in the first season. It didn't work, so we built a team to get out of that league. Yeah, and that's what we what we did. Um, you know, the good football didn't work in the first season. Yeah. I'm not saying that we didn't play some good stuff, but he, he built a team to get us out, and he did so. But I do think they they've been you know what is it? They spent eight ten million ten, since ten they've been million. Yeah, ten million uh, under McKenna. There's a lot of cash. It's a lot of cash. Yeah, you look at their team and even the depth in the team. The, the yeah. quality is better in the depth as well. Um, and I genuinely think, you know, their squad as a whole is is 
excuse me, is better. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's what but, I'm... But versus... Sorry, go on, mate. Go on, sorry. There you go. Go on. I was going to say, versus us, we've we've destroyed everything. The, the thing, what was going to happen with our squad was momentum. Right. That squad, there's a few shining lights in there, but that squad, you know, I, I personally think the squad is good enough to, or would have been good enough under a good manager mm. to finish lower mid-table. I'm not being getting carried away saying mm. we could have, you know, done a lot better, but momentum was the thing that would have carried us, you know, with that squad. Um, and it just, mm. it's just everything, the whole... Everything just got smashed apart. The momentum, the the high, the whatever. Because Cisco came in and went. I've, you know, the thing is, the the great thing about um, Danny coming in is he said they agreed terms. He was on a holiday. He came home early and he turned up with a dossier on every single player. And it looked like Cisco had come in and gone. I've not even watched anything of what you've done. Really, I'm going to just do it my way. And that's it. I'm not going to carry on anything. I'm not going to look at what you've done. It's like he not even looked at any games of how the players play and how well they played together and the relationships that are already there and all that stuff. Whereas the new gaffer looks like, you know, he says he's watched, apparently he's watched every game that we've played this season already. He's got a dossier on every single player. And, you know, that <laughs> compared to what we've just had. Yeah. You know, he's already, he's already. <laughs> and you're going to, I mean, my other problem. Quite frankly, you're going to need it, really, aren't you? I mean, us as well, because I see us both, you know, being in a relegation scrap, truth be told. Yeah, I think you guys started all right, didn't you? You got off to a decent, you used a bit of momentum, and I thought, yeah, we did. You might be, you might be all right. Um, yeah. What, you know, 11, 11 points? Is it 11 points? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did, we, did, we did have a good start. And then, you know, we played well against Palace in the Cup. Albeit lost four two, but we were two 0 up until like the seventieth minute. And you know, then Roy Hodgson was very nice about us. And after the game in the stadium, you know, in the press and that. And I think after those three games, you know, we drawn away at Watford, beat Huddersfield, and we all got a bit carried away. And um, it's been quite a humbling experience, to be honest with you. And we've had some sickening results. You know, two ninety fourth minute defeats in a row, Birmingham, Southampton, and that was like. Yeah, it was really, really hard to take. Um, and it's been a funny one because going into the season, I thought, I, I didn't really think about relegation much. I mean, maybe a bit arrogant. But I thought, you know, one of the best running clubs in the country, if not the league, I'd argue. Um, we've got a great coach. We've got all the, you know, we're so right off the p- pitch. That would just naturally kind of separate us from, you know, the bottom five, ten even. and. It seemed, I didn't think it'd be this ruthless. I really didn't. And, it's, you know, we lost 2 0 at home to Millwall, and they weren't even that great. And Swansea as well, they weren't that great, to be honest. They were okay and deserved to win. They were just that, clinical. And it's just scary. That's but we, the thing is, it seems like none of, not, you know, some of them were quite good. We've played a couple of good teams, but they're not that good. But we've just not managed to do it. And yeah. yeah. I say they're not that good, but they're, they're clinical, aren't they? They're ruthless. Yeah, yeah, and that's the it, the funny thing is last season we were saying for us we should have scored way more goals and we need to be more clinical, mm. um, and that was creating all those chances and not scoring. We didn't score that many mm. really, and then now here we are, and but we've barely created anything under the last manager. It's it's 
yeah. really has been a bit of a Mark. Um, Mark, how are you? How are you feeling about that? About I'll go on Wednesday. Let's talk about Wednesday. I mean, your success last season. You had a very. You were keeping clean sheets every week. You didn't have to score many goals. And uh, come February, when you put Michael Cooper out for the rest of the season, and he's still out. Um, Our star man. You know, you were a very physical side. Yeah. You play to your strengths. Darren Moore, you know, he knows how to defend. And you you won a lot of games 1-0. Um, yeah, there was – you just mentioned the momentum word, yeah. And you, you had absolutely – you know, with Moore being jettisoned, you had absolutely none. The, the whole life of the club was sucked sucked out of you, it seems. And now, you know, you, you've – now with this new appointment, you've got some – Feel good factor back in your club, yeah, and you know that's a that's a it's going to be interesting to see how it how it progresses. Hopefully, it doesn't start till um, next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I wish you all the very best, but not until you uh, leave PL two. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think as an as an Argo fan, I want. I uh, want Argo to do well, but I'm interested to see how Danny Roll, how he does, you know, as a young progressive German coach, um, you know, I've got a soft spot for Wednesday, despite everything, despite Michael Cooper. And, yeah, so really, really, really key game for both sides all of a sudden that, yeah. I mean, you've got Watford at the weekend. That's, yeah. you know. Um, not, well, the next for us, really, the next three. Watford aren't doing particularly well. It's away, but they're not doing particularly well. Obviously, we've got you guys away again, which we never seem to do very well away <laughs> at your place. Uh, obviously, the last few seasons, I mean, the first season in League One, we got four in both <laughs> Cup and uh, Cup yeah. and League. So, you know, that'll be a hard one. But then we've got Rotherham at home. So the next three games are, you know, really, we could. We could do with some points. Oh, you know, really looking at it, everyone's at the wrong end of the table. So it's uh, it's well, definitely ones we need to try and get some points out of. If yeah. your coach has been watching us recently at home, if your coach, I'm sure he has, he he will see, he will see, as a football man, how to beat Plymouth Argyle at home. It's whether though he can, he wants to play like that, yeah. Does he really want to play like that? To play, you know, really, um, well, you know, tough championship football like Millwall do, yeah. And Swansea got their act together in the second half and defended well and broke with intent. They have they have better players than Millwall. Um, there is a way to beat us at home now. We're that's why we're a little bit worried now because um, anyone with half a brain can see that we're fragile, that we're vulnerable. Um, if we lose on, sorry to depress you even more, Archie, if we lose to Wednesday at home, that'll be our third straight home defeat. Sorry, Archie, I'm, I'm not helping, am I? No. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's fascinating. You know, we've lost to Preston, albeit that was away. I think they had 34% possession and Millwall something similar, if not less. And... That's what I mean. I guess you don't really get a chance to see how good these teams are because they're quite happy to give us the ball, but then they just kill us. 
They absolutely kill us. They're so ruthless. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Archie. Um, we can go to West Brom at the weekend and beat them because they've got yep. a different expectation. They they will go, they will want the ball and they will think like Norwich. We can mm. beat these. We can we can play them off yep. the park. No. So I think you know we've got to be looking for points at West Brom. Yeah, and I then, agree with you. Yeah, then I agree. we look at Sheffield Wednesday. Then we look I at should, Sheffield Wednesday. I, I have less um, angst, to use a German word, anxiety, mm-hmm. less um, fear about the West Brom game than Wednesday on Wednesday, which is confusing for every journalist in the land, isn't it? But um, <laughs> yeah, that just feels big. And now you guys have got this swing, haven't you, with your new man in charge? And it is a six pointer, really, if we're being honest. It's kind of, I mean, you're saying that in October, but like, it's huge. Well, we're we're like we need it. It's it's close. I, I, I'm like normally Mr. Positive, and I still think we can do it. It's possible. It's it's definitely possible. But it's you need to start. It's going to be a very very hard task. That's, yeah, that's yeah. an incredible thing. So, like, I've, I know we've gone up a league. I'm saying the blooming obvious, but the fact of the matter is that we now need to beat you compared to last season. Whereas, like you, you know, now the fact that you're now the worst, technically speaking, being twenty fourth, yeah, 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 it's just nuts. It's just like it, it just shows a standard. It's like now Sheffield Wednesday is a must win at home. Whereas last season, a must win at home, not a must win, but yeah, yeah, no, a must win would have been you know Morgan at home. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just it's mad. And, and the thing for us the other week was we played Ipswich at home yeah. and we lost one 0 but it could have been right, okay, been four. Right. And you know when you think we gave them. It was two all both. It was funny actually because they went two and up at our place and we came back to draw two all and the opposite happened at their place. Um, you know, two really good games that couldn't be separated, but they beat us one nil, but like I say, it could have been four or five. And mm-hmm. it was just like this is you know, their team hasn't changed while the goalkeeper. Mm. We still got the same players there that weren't being used and yet we couldn't lay a glove on him. And that was the most depressing thing under the the first manager who was here, so well, speaking of goalkeepers, we'll see if our star man, Mike Cooper, who got injured, of course, at Hillsborough back in February, Mark? February? Mm, was February? Early February. Yeah, it was the... Yeah, he's just returned to fitness. He played a friendly game in the international break, and um, so he could well be coming back against the guys, which would be um, which would be interesting, but he's our kind of star man, really. Um in terms yeah, of our right. hope for the future, and t- essentially in terms of getting some money in, you know, it's been yeah, a while. I think it was obviously, that was, the, that was the thing, wasn't it? Obviously, he got injured against us, and it was, oh, the star man's gone, but he still managed to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was, yeah, that was a horrible day. Not only losing to you, but having him out injured, you're thinking, crikey. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see him back in the sticks. Mark, Mark is a huge Mike Cooper fan. I am, but I mean, it's credit to Connor, Connor Hazard as well. He's Northern Ireland number one. He's had a great season, so we haven't really missed him as much as we thought we would. Uh, credit also to Callum Burton, who came in last season and filled the gap. So that's not, you know, we would have thought at the start of the season that is going to be a problem, but it hasn't been a problem because of the quality of Connor Hazard. We've had, we've got more. Pr- problems keeping clean sheets because of the quality of our defensive work we're a little bit small fragile we don't attack the ball mm. um 
we're no good at set pieces. You take this um, podcast back to your Wednesday uh, following and fill them in uh, with how brittle we are. But then again, <laughs> like I said, um, as soon as we write off Plymouth Argyle, we'll go up to Hawthorns on Saturday and beat West Brom and go into uh, Wednesday with that momentum and full of full of good vibes again. I think the problem for Argo was we beat Norwich six two. We just didn't we didn't beat them. We thrashed them six two, and then our expectations were flying high again. Oh, we'll beat Millwall, no problem at home. We'll beat Swansea, and we're six six points, and we'll be in the top six. That's how football how how it works with fans and Argo fans. You know we've we're allowed to dream, and now now we're uh, back with a massive reality check, thinking, "Oh shit, we'll never get another point again." So yeah, that that when we beat when we beat Norwich six two, ironically, the performance was probably it was obviously better than some of our defeats, but it wasn't a lot better, and it kind of encapsulated what the championships are all about. We were so clinical that day, and Norwich, I think they battered us for about ten minutes. And we've been doing that to other teams, and they've gone and sucker punched us, and we did the same to yeah, them yeah. once. It's an odd, it's an odd one. It's an odd one, mate. So, I mean, wrapping things up, do you think you'll stay up? I know you you say you still got hope. Do you think you'll do it? Just, just. I mean, you're gonna need you'll need something from the Paul Sturrock derby, won't you, on Wednesday? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll talk about him actually in the uh, in the extra time episode that we do because we were talk- we covered his favourite. And least favourite managers in short, and obviously Stuart gets there. And brought us up in 05, so he's he's one of our one of our heroes as such. <laughs> did he get sorry, excuse my um ignorance. Did he get did he have success with you guys? Yeah, yeah, oh five, two thousand and five, oh four, oh five he brought he did, us right. okay. from League One again through the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I saw him at home park with Sheffield Wednesday. And I couldn't. That was when we were in the championship, right? So it must have been just after he got you promoted. Right. I mean, we weren't. We weren't. We finished sixth and went up, so right. it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best overall season, but he got us there. So right. And how did he? How did he leave you? It just kind of petered out. We took us up, and right. it wasn't doing. We weren't doing particularly well. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. That's I think it was. I can't really remember. It was. No, fair enough. Neither uh, can I. <laughs> Neither can I. Right. So, how? Okay. Let's finish off with the prediction. How do you think you'll do at home, Park? I am going to go one all. Yeah. I think I might. I think I might join you on that one. I. I think it will be one of the most nervy games we've seen in a long time from an Argyle perspective. I mean, the West Brom, get... the West Brom game could change that if we win. Obviously, it'll be yeah. That's that's the hard thing. I think, but I think even if for us it's a hard place, it's been a hard place to come. Obviously, yeah, it has, hasn't it? Late. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like I said before, four in each game in the cup and league the season before we lost late. Uh, I was actually in Cologne that for that game really? <laughs> when we lost two one at your place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not been a half hunting ground really, has it? So. I think we'll get us points against Watford and Rotherham, and we might nick one off you. <laughs> Mark, what's your feeling? <clears throat> I think we'll win 3-1. <laughs> it's worth noting, Liam, about two weeks ago, Mark still had us down for the playoffs. He is. 
I'm not going to lie. It's we do a we do a super six. We as well. We do a super six part thing with our with our predictions, if that makes sense. So okay. two points for the two points for the correct outcome. Yeah. Five points for an exact correct score, and obviously nothing. Mm. And I'm the bottom of that table, so I'm I'm not very good at. Oh no. <laughs> I'm not very good at. Uh, I'm a very, very Wednesday. You know, I always would be Wednesday sitting in a glass of I think. <laughs> well, let's see how long. You... Go on, Archie, man. if you get me on here and I'm tipping Argo to lose, you know, it, there's something wrong. You know, no matter. I bear that in mind. I have to. I have to believe. You know, that's yeah, why. You know, after the disappointment of Millwall and Swansea, you know, the mere fact that I'm talking about going to West Brom and winning and something must have happened in this international break yeah yeah. best best of luck Liam I'm really interested to see how your manager does um hopefully he lasts a bit longer because I don't know if you do you know this four you've had four managers in the last 13 games like you know competitive games that is incredible well it's nuts in it and you know what there's there's shouts of and he has in the past. He's held on to managers for too long in the past previously. Mm. But yeah, that's nuts, isn't it? it it's just crazy. It's, yeah. it's really, it's a bit sad, really, what's happened over the last uh, so long. But now it's looking up. So fingers crossed. Um, and I wish you guys well as well. But I hope you guys stay up. Because... Yeah, I feel I feel like we kind of have a bond now, us three, because that, that was the most amazing promotion campaign. It's funny because um, I've got, the two lads that own the bar slash pub where I work, they're Ipswich fans. One of my oh, no. one of my good pals growing up is an Ipswich fan as well. So I've had it all season and right. you know, I'm not gonna lie, I had no I had no opinion or whatever on Ipswich fans, but I'm not gonna lie, the rest of them last season were a bit unbearable, weren't they? But I've got to still have a little uh, <laughs> I've got to have a little um, you know, it's good having the bands from what have you there. No. Um, I don't think they'll be going down well this year. No, <laughs> no, I don't think they're. Sure. I don't think they're in the same chat right now, are they? They're probably. Or is it playoffs or automatics? Yeah. All right, mate. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Um, and yeah, like I said, best of luck. Perfect. You too. Best of luck, and thank you for having me. No worries, Mark. Pleasure as always, mate. Yeah. Cheers. Been All a right. pleasure. Bye. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll be back with you very soon. Mm-hmm.